this episode, I return to the Great Smoky Mountains National Park for a day hike on Gabe's Mountain Trail to view Hen Wallow Falls. Before I move on to the trail preview, I'd like to thank the new podcast listeners in Ukraine and Denmark. I really appreciate all the international listeners. Also, I was recently notified by Stitcher that they are shutting down that platform effective August 29th, 2023. So Stitcher listeners will have to listen to the podcast on another platform going forward. But fear not, this podcast is available on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Pandora, Google Podcasts, Podbean, Podcast Addict, and many other platforms. I gave some background on the Great Smoky Mountains National Park in Season 2, Episode 4, but I discovered some other interesting facts about the park. Fontana Dam, which is located on the southwestern boundary of the park, is the tallest dam in the eastern U.S. It's 480 feet tall. The park is located within a day's drive of two-thirds of the nation's population. There are 2,115 miles of streams, including Wallow Creek, in the park. Davy Crockett, King of the Wild Frontier, a 1950s TV series, was filmed in the park. More than 20,000 species of animals, plants, and other creatures live within the park. With more than 30 species of salamanders, the park is known as the salamander capital of the world. I hope to see some salamanders today. The smokiness of the Smoky Mountains is due to a fog created by a vapor that is the result of plant life giving off VOCs, otherwise known as volatile organic compounds. My hike today will take me on Gabe's Mountain Trail, a 6.7 mile trail located in the northern part of the park. I don't plan to hike the entire trail, but instead I'm hiking on part of the trail to view Hen Wallow Falls, which is about 2.2 miles from the trailhead. So the round trip today is about 4.4 miles long, which fits well into my schedule. Hanwalla Falls is one of the most viewed falls in the park. It's a 90-foot high waterfalls fed by Hanwalla Creek. I'm told I should be able to see some salamanders at the base of the falls. I've not been able to find any information yet as to how the creek and the falls got their interesting name. The trailhead is located near the Cosby Picnic Area and Campground is located through the Cosby, Tennessee entrance to the park, which I'm really hoping is less congested than the Gatlinburg or Cherokee entrances to the park. The Cosby area is very convenient to Interstate 40, which goes around the northern section of the park. I sure hope that that easy access to a major interstate does not translate into congestion. I guess I'll find out. This hike is considered moderately difficult. Pets and bicycles are not allowed on this trail. The Park Service does indicate that bears are frequently active in this part of the park. 
A hike will be taking place in early August, which is usually quite hot in most areas of the U.S., but I'm hoping that the elevation of the trail and the tree canopy will keep me relatively cool during this hike. I'll check in again when I make it to the falls. I'm at the falls now. I guess you can hear that in the background. Uh, it was a nice hike in this morning. It is a kind of small falls as far as the volume of water goes, but it is pretty. And uh, I was hoping it would have a little bit more volume because it rained uh, severely in this area last night, several inches, which caused the trail to be muddy, but I don't really see a lot of volume in the water from the falls. Uh, arrived this morning, uh, un uneventful. I uh, was pleasantly surprised when I came in through the Cosby entrance and um, found a parking place. There was almost nobody in the parking lot of the picnic area, which is where you're supposed to park. It's very close to the trailhead. So that was pretty cool. Uh, there is a campground adjacent for those of you who might like to camp in the area. Uh, I only passed one couple on the trail this morning, so very unheavily traveled. And I would say while the trail is rated moderately difficult, in some areas, it is difficult. The grades uh, can be uh, long and uh, the conditions of the trail as far as getting a sure footing, I think, are uh, in certain places not there. Um, I crossed a few very small bridges uh, to get here. And by small, I mean basically it's a log that somebody has put across there and built a wooden handrail on the side and some of those logs are much smaller than others one of them kind of reminded me of something you'd see in an indiana jones movie uh, i had to ford a couple of small streams and that did make me think of something which is i probably should have brought my hiking staff or staffs with me this morning because crossing those streams uh, is easy to slip on wet rocks and uh, would really be helpful if you had, had something to support yourself with. So as I mentioned, the trail grade is pretty steep for much of the hike. Uh, there are a lot of rocks and roots for most of the hike. Very, very few uh, areas did not have that. Uh, so uh, it is not something you want to take lightly uh, hiking on the trail. It's only two point two miles here my my uh garmin gps watch says it's 2.4 so it might be a little bit longer than they they uh publish uh had an interesting uh event happen i heard a tree fall in the woods if you've never heard that it's pretty cool it's quite loud and disturbing actually uh sounds a bit like uh, a cannon or a really large shotgun or something going off, but it, it lasts for a long time. Um, haven't seen much wildlife, only a few birds. And after this short break, I'll be headed back down the mountain. The return trip was much easier. It's all downhill. 
made for a very pleasurable return hike. The trail was much busier than it was going up the mountain. I passed at least 30, maybe 40 hikers in various groups uh, that were headed up the trail as I was going down. I also got a great video of a deer very close to the trail that I'll be publishing on my Instagram uh, account after I've published this. Overall, it was a great hike. But you know, in thinking of it, I think I say that every single episode. I guess my attitude is, as long as I don't get hurt, um, most hikes are quite enjoyable because after all, any day you can get out, enjoy the outdoors, and hike is a great day. To get to this trail, you would exit off of Interstate 40 on US 321 and Tennessee 32. They're the same road for quite a while. You would follow that road towards Cosby, Tennessee. The roads do eventually split. When they do, stay on Tennessee 32. The park entrance is on the right and is very well marked. You know, I'm not a wilderness survival expert by any means and don't hold myself out to be one, but I did test something today uh, that I wanted to share with you. I tested what I call my pocket emergency kit. If you've listened to previous episodes of this podcast, you'll know that I do think about that sort of thing, emergencies, and being prepared for them quite a bit. So what this is, is essentially it's a small group of things that I think might come in very useful in case of an emergency where I'm stuck in the wilderness and can't get out for some reason or get lost. I know you can't really test this unless there is an actual emergency, so I don't know if you could really call this a test, uh, but I wanted to see how, how it was with carrying all this stuff in my pocket. So basically, I've assembled this group of stuff uh, that I think would be helpful that will fit in my pockets. So no, no backpack, no fanny packs, nothing. Uh, quite a few of the items are in Altoids 10 which I will describe uh, in a minute. Also included is a life straw type device. Mine's a knockoff. Um, overall, I have some questions about whether or not this sort of thing uh, should be used. I, 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 my attitude is that in case of a dire emergency and you have no other choice and you're becoming dehydrated, it's better to get some hydration in you and, and you know risk uh, the, 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 the things that happen when you drink out of a stream and a life straw type device may help minimize that. Uh, but I certainly would not use one unless there was an emergency. Uh, I also include in my uh, kit a cheapo pocket poncho. Uh, and what these are is little uh, thin clear plastic ponchos that fold up and into a very small package that you can fit in your pocket. I also carried my Swiss Army knife, which obviously has knives, knife and scissors and all kinds of stuff on it. I, I carry this a lot. Pepper spray, my cell phone, my GPS watch, and a pocket notebook and a space pen. 
Inside that Altoids kit that I was uh, mentioning is a, uh, a Band-Aids, cotton ball, a button compass, a wire handsaw, fishing line hooks, a bobber and weights, a tiny flashlight, ferro rod and striker, fire or, or a, a windproof, uh, waterproof matches, a small piece of sandpaper, a small jigsaw blade, safety pins, some bread wrappers, a very small carabiner type thing that I'm not sure what it's called, and some pine tree rosin in a small Ziploc bag, which could be used to make an adhesive if I had to. So with these items, I think that I could do quite a few things if I had to. One is I could treat minor cuts. I could start a fire to warm myself or to signal for help. I could, small, I could saw small tree limbs to build a shelter. I could cover myself when it's raining or use the poncho as a makeshift shelter. I could drink water from a clear mountain stream in emergency only. Uh, I could catch fish for food. I could use the uh, compass or the watch to determine like, my location and maybe be able to figure my way out of my predicament. I could leave a help message on the trail by writing notes with the pen and, and notebook and leaving them along the way. I could uh, whittle kindling to help start a fire. I could use the cell phone to call or text for help, assuming that there was any cell service, which on most of my hikes there's not. Uh, and I could use the pepper spray to uh, defend myself from a human attacking me. So what I found with all these things is that they fit very well into my pocket and didn't weigh me down at all. As far as whether or not they'd be helpful in an emergency, who knows, but it's better to be prepared than not. As I said before, I enjoyed today's hike. And I think for those people who happen to be driving on I-40 and are near the Smokies and have some time for a hike, I would highly recommend that they take this one. I'll post some photos and videos of today's hike on my Instagram account shortly after I publish this podcast. My Instagram name is Goosehikin. That's G-O-O-S-E-A-H-I-K-I-N. I would also like to apologize to those people who downloaded an incomplete version of this episode a couple of days ago. Apparently, I hit the publish button after recording the raw audio for the intro section of this podcast. I'm very sorry about that. If you do enjoy this podcast, please tell all your hiker friends about it. It's available on most podcast platforms. A final thought. Enjoying the great outdoors is exciting and fun but don't engage in strenuous physical activities that are beyond your capabilities or your physical condition. Make sure you know what wildlife you may encounter on your journey so you can be prepared. Also make sure that you carry an emergency medical kit, water, and a map, and always stay on the trail. Music